and welcome to Pause Pop, Positively Pop Culture, where we talk about things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm K.W. Taylor. And I'm Carrie Gessner. And this week is our special holiday episode where we talk about all the holiday media we've been consuming lately. Yay! Yay. I'm excited. Although, I do have to say that it is technically before the holidays. I mean, it's in the holidays, but we are before it. Mm -hmm. And I have a a work break coming up, so I'm honestly planning to consume a lot more during that. Oh, same. Yes. I I actually wish that we'd been able to do this a little bit later so I could have consumed even more, but I still managed to do more than I than I often do. I you are a little bit more into the holiday media than I am, but I also still like it. It's just I think this yeah. year was this year was a little harder to get in the spirit. <laughs> That's totally understandable. The other thing is why I've been watching more movies is because I'll put a movie on to play when I'm unpacking things and getting my apartment ready. So (laughs) it's a lot easier to consume things. Yes, understandable. You have, though, been reading a book that has a Christmas novella in it or a holiday novella, right? Yeah, I was reading this book before I realized that one of the pieces in it is Christmas themed. So it's called If It Bleeds, and it's a collection of four novellas by Stephen King. And the title novella, If It Bleeds, takes place at Christmas. And I had absolutely no idea until I started reading it. And I've been just devouring it. And I was so sorry that it was a novella and not a full-length novel, because it was just that good. I loved it. And I almost want to reread it. It was just so good. (laughs) So this is this is another Holly Gibney story, which I, again, I didn't realize that was the case when I started. And I, I covered The Outsider earlier this year. And I think last year I had a segment about uh, the other Holly Gibney books, Mr. Mercedes, Finders Keepers, and End of Watch. So this is a recurring character that Stephen King has been writing about the last few years. This collection just came out earlier this year. And the other thing that's weird is that it all takes place not just at Christmas, but specifically Christmas 2020. Oh. So there's date stamps. Is there a pandemic and everything? No, sadly, he <laughs> was not quite that prescient. But but yeah, so Holly Gibney, for those of you who don't remember my earlier discussions of this character, she is a private investigator. She has a detective agency called Finders Keepers. And she's worked with some police, former police officers, retired police officers in earlier cases. And the stories that have to do with her are not quite as supernatural as some Stephen King stuff is, but there are supernatural things in the Holly Gibney universe. They're just not as strong or or as gruesome as some of his other work. So I would call these like supernatural thrillers. Okay. And the thing I love about her character is she's got a lot of sort of emotional neuroses and she's she's a person who's very meticulous and particular and creates habits for herself to help mitigate those issues. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is about how she's sort of able to use that that set of habits that she creates to keep herself sane to her advantage when she's investigating a crime. And I also just find her very, she's very like sort of G Willikers sort of person. Like she's very like (laughs) wholesome and, and she only thinks wholesome thoughts. And she also is a big movie buff too, which I love. And so she's always talking about what movies she's watching and she sort of almost obsessively watches movies. And so it's just sort of this amalgam of like, quirky, quirky pop culture fan who also, though, has an undercurrent of a little bit of a psychological trouble that is somewhat, you know, relatable. And she's just very, very likable. 
I I find that when I look up stuff about the Holly Gibney fandom online, that that's a not necessarily <laughs> a, a super overwhelmingly common feeling about her. But the people who oh. love her love her, and I just I love her so much. That's awesome. Yeah, and I actually think that you would you would appreciate this particular story. It's a little bit shorter, and it I think stands alone really well. And in this story, she there's been a a national tragedy, and she's watching the news about it, and she notices that this particular reporter who's reporting on the incident seems kind of strange. And mm-hmm. she starts to investigate whether he might be like an e- an evil shapeshifter who <laughs> has actually created the event in order to feed oh. on people's feelings of sorrow and grief. Wow. And yeah, so it's not, I mean, this is, it takes place at Christmas, which I think is important in terms of her navigating trying to have a normal holiday with her friends while investigating this case and doing it in a very emergency level way. And I think that for what the world is going through right now, even though there's not literally a pandemic in the story, there is that sense of how much normalcy can you have during the holidays when you have this incredibly horrible thing happening? Oh, no, that's too close to reality for me. <laughs> Except that we don't have we don't have evil shapeshifters, at no. least, although the year is not out yet. So we'll see. <laughs> very true. <laughs> the other thing is that she's a very hopeful character. So even when there is, see, maybe that part would, would at least make you feel a little bit better that she is very, very, very full of hope. Mm-hmm. And she also is the type of hero. And I, I think this is all too rare. She's the type of hero who literally does not have like an anti-hero component of her personality. She just always tries to do the right thing. And I just find that refreshing. Yeah. And the fact that her name is Holly, there's a lot of little Holly jokes about being Holly Jolly. And one of her (laughs) friends calls her Holly Berry. And it's just kind of sweet. So yeah. Yeah. So if you like the idea of horror, but you don't want something that's super, super dark, and you would like something that's a holiday read, the title story from If It Bleeds. The other stories in that book are very good too, but that's the only one that's actually Christmas themed. So I definitely recommend it. Thank you. I will try to check that one out because Holly sounds like a great character, but also a novella sounds like a good length. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Neat. So you've been listening to a little bit more holiday music than I have, and you had an album that particularly spoke to you that you enjoyed? Yeah, just a little bit. My sister actually got me Carrie Underwood's Christmas album. It's called My Gift. It came out a couple months ago. And it was an early Christmas present because (laughs) I was like, if you're going to get that for me, you got to get it to me before Christmas so I can listen to it in preparation for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And I will will say I've gotten a little bit sidetracked by the new Taylor Swift album. Yeah. But... If you like Christmas music, this is a very nice one. It's very, I don't know if I would call it traditional. It's traditional in the song choices. Uh It definitely skews towards the religious carols. So if that is not your cup of tea, you probably don't don't want to pick this album up. But I was surprised when I first listened to it that it's it's a very mellow album. She's sort of known for her power and her belting, which is awesome. So I was expecting something like that, but it's it's more quiet and it's very relaxing to listen to. Oh. So, yeah. And John Legend oh. makes an appearance. He's on one song called Hallelujah. Okay. So, yeah. 
I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just that I enjoyed it and am enjoying it. And if there's anyone out there who's looking for a new Christmas CD that is not only secular stuff, this might fit the bill. Cool. John yeah. Legend is from Dayton, so that's I always. That's cool. We're gonna. Yeah. We might talk about him a little bit more later. Cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you've also been watching some holiday TV, like TV episodes that are holiday themed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the Great British Baking Show, they generally come out with some holiday episodes, and they released a few a couple weeks ago. One is a traditional Christmas episode, which is, I just find these delightful because <laughs> there's, there's no real stakes to them. Like, they're, they do crown a winner, but it's not, what they do is they pick four people, four previous contestants who had been on earlier seasons. So... They might not have been on the same seasons, but they're all like really friendly with each other. And sometimes they're actually friends. And because it's Christmas, you just there's just a holly jolly air to it, which is delightful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they make some Christmas things. So I, I actually like these episodes, I think, more than the original show, just because oh. they're so festive. And this year, have you ever watched the show Dairy Girls? No, but I know of it, and it keeps getting recommended to me. So Okay. Yeah. It's weird and delightful. <laughs> <laughs> so they came out with two... Great British Bacon Show came out with two holiday episodes this mm-hmm. year, and the second one is a New Year's episode with the cast of Dairy Girls. Okay. And they are so chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> I had such a good time watching that episode. Because it's a New Year's episode, it's not like the food's not as festive as the Christmas stuff. It's not Mm -hmm. as traditional, Mm -hmm. but it's still a lot of fun. Although, if you don't, if you haven't watched the show, I don't know how much enjoyment you would get out of it just because the actors are very funny and personable and, but it might help to know what they're from, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I've enjoyed those a lot and those are good things to wrap presents to. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I love Bob's Burgers. Yes. And they have holiday episodes every year. So they had a Thanksgiving episode, and I just watched the Christmas episode one a couple days ago. And they were both delightful. I just, I can't recommend Bob's Burgers enough. So if you want like a half hour shot of delight, <laughs> <laughs> I think these would be good ways to go. Mm-hmm. They're on their 11th season, so they've had other holiday episodes, too, and those are also worth checking out. But yeah, definitely, they're a lot of fun, and I love that they incorporate music, too. Mm. So they're they're very joyful, and I, I really recommend them. Cool. That sounds cute. Yeah. Yeah, they're very cute. <laughs> you recently watched a movie that you really liked, right? Yeah, I watched a couple movies, but the first one I want to talk about is Noel, which is on Disney+, and it's from last year. I wanted something very, very, like, straight up traditional Christmas movie, but that was newer. So that was what I was looking for. And um, it stars Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. And they are Santa Claus's grown children. And in the movie, there's, it's like there's a thing where Santa is a title that's passed down in a family rather than one specific individual. So when Santa dies, Bill Hader, who's the oldest kid and the son, becomes santa but he Mm -hmm. is very like not into it (laughs) like he does not (laughs) take to this very well he's just failing at all of his santa training meanwhile anna kendrick who is noelle 
she is super into Christmas and always has been her whole <laughs> life. And she's just like very elfin and cute. And she just bops around spreading Christmas cheer. And it's just <laughs> absolutely adorable. And so she is really worried that her brother is not going to manage to get enough training and be an effective Santa by Christmas Eve. And mm-hmm. so she's like, you're stressing out. I think you should go on like a weekend vacation, come back all refreshed and everything will be fine. Well, he doesn't come back. <laughs> so she has to go beyond the North Pole and find him. And she oh ends up like in the real world and it's just very cute. So if you want cool. something that's very, it's very kid friendly, it's rated G. Mm-hmm. It's got a really good cast other than them that Billy Eichner is in it. And I find him just hilarious. Julie Haggerty is their mom, Mrs. Claus. Oh, okay. And uh, Shirley MacLaine is like the family elf nanny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's kind of strange, but it's like, I think it get it got mixed reviews when it was out, but it's just, if you go into it thinking of it as very whimsical and lighthearted, and I actually did find some moments a little bit touching and got a little teared up. Aww. Mostly just because people got to have Christmas without masks and distancing <laughs> and stuff. And it's like, oh, this would be nice. Yeah. Hashtag remember when. <laughs> I know, right? The before times. But if you want something just super, super kid-friendly, light, short, funny, that is definitely recommended. Awesome. You brought that up and I was like, I don't remember really hearing about this or I couldn't picture what it was about. But now mm-hmm. that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, I sort of remember that. And it, it sounds like something I would really enjoy. So I'm probably gonna watch that in the next week or so. Cool. Yeah, I think I... I think it's very much up your alley. Nice. But you watched some other Christmas movies. You watched more than I had time to. Yeah, I've been trying to watch some because, like I said, I've been decorating and putting on my tree and wrapping gifts and stuff. So mm-hmm. I like to have those on in the background. And a few of the newer ones that I've watched this year, I always watch some old favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and by old favorites, I mean like old Hallmark movies from like two years ago. <laughs> That no one would consider classics or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but some of the new ones that I've watched, one is called Holiday Rush. It's from 2019. It was written by Sean Dwyer and Greg Cope White and directed by Leslie Small. And Romany Malco stars in it, who he's in A Million Little Things, which you've watched some of. Yeah. And I also, he used to be on Weeds, which I used okay. to watch. And he's great. Yeah. I never watched that, so... I did not know that. <laughs> so he stars as a DJ named Rush, and he his station gets bought out by a new person, a new company called Camcom or something. And basically they fire him, but it's right before Christmas. Oh. Yeah, he's been really popular, and he he has a lot of money. So his kids are, he's got four kids. They're all very spoiled at the beginning (laughs) because his wife died five years ago. So he's been, you know, working and trying to give his kids everything they want. But then when he finds out he's been fired, they have to scale down their Christmas, which the kids aren't happy about. Of course not. And his friend, I don't know exactly what her job title is but Sonequa Martin-Green stars as Roxy yeah she's from Star Trek Discovery yeah and she's great so they sort of come up with this scheme to buy an older station that where he had gotten his start and revamp it and have him be the 
the tent pole, I guess. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to do that, but he's got to sell his house and downsize and move in with his aunt, who's played by Darlene Love of the Blossoms. And she gets to sing at the end, (laughs) which is cute. Yeah. And it's very cute. It's rated PG. It's a family movie. So it's about the kids like learning the real meaning of Christmas and (laughs) not caring if they get mini horses for (laughs) for Christmas. (laughs) His two twin girls are like seven or something like that. So they want mini horses at the beginning. (laughs) But it's very cute. and, And I would recommend it. I like Romany Malco a lot. He's very cool. And obviously, Sinequa Martin-Green is great. So yeah, this cast was really good. And it's just a lot of fun. Cool. That sounds really... What is that airing on? Because that sounds super cute. It's on Netflix. Oh, great. Yeah. And another one on Netflix that I actually haven't finished yet, but I started it and it's delightful, is Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it and I wanted to see that. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, it's new. It just came out last month, and it's written and directed by David E. Talbert. For some reason, I'm having a hard time tracking down (laughs) this info. The music is by John Debney and Michael Diskint, but I definitely heard that like John Legend wrote some songs for it, or a song, Mm -hmm. so I'm not sure exactly who wrote all of the music, but it's a musical. It's about an inventor named Geronicus Jangle, and the aesthetics are very Victorian and turn of the 19th and the 20th century, which is very cute mm-hmm. and rich and well done. It starts out when he's like 30 or something, and he's got a young daughter named Jessica, and he has this idea that's going to revolutionize Christmas. He's got this toy, and maybe there's magic involved. I wasn't paying all that much attention. <laughs> and, <laughs> and his apprentice does something very bad. Oh. <laughs> and I won't tell you what it is, but it skips ahead about 30 or 40 years. And Geronicus is older now. His daughter has moved away and has a daughter of her own named Journey, who's about 10. And his rival toy maker, Gustafson, is played by Keegan-Michael Key. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's great. And I forgot to mention that Geronicus, the older Geronicus, is played by Forrest Whitaker. Oh, okay. Yes. And that reminds me that Journey, the granddaughter, is played by Madeline Mills, and she is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm about halfway through it. I haven't finished it, but it's about magic and Christmas and family. And she is very smart, and she wants to, like, her grandfather is really you know, beaten down because he didn't achieve the things he wanted to because of various things that happened. Mm-hmm. So she's she comes back and she in, inspires him a little bit. I'm very excited to see where it, go, where it goes. And there are some wonderful songs in it. And the, the little girl is absolutely amazing. Her voice is, I'm like, how are you 10? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly how old she is, but... <laughs> But yeah, it's very, very cute. That sounds super cute. Yeah. And that's streaming on Netflix, correct? That is also on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. And then I also watched Happiest Season, which is on Hulu. <laughs> and I really liked that a lot. I know it's gotten a lot of mixed reviews, but I think I think that comes down to the fact that it wasn't exactly marketed correctly. Mm. So it's it's directed by Clea Duvall. 
It's also written by her as well as Mary Holland, who plays one of the sisters in the movie, and she is delightful. I <laughs> she steals the show. <laughs> but Kristen Stewart stars as Abby. Mackenzie Davis stars as Harper, who are a couple, and Harper sort of accidentally invites Abby to her family's for Christmas. But on the way there, she lets it slip that she hasn't. Harper hasn't actually come out to her family yet. So. I mean, there are very funny parts in it, and I was laughing a lot because the char- the characters are characters, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a coming out drama, so it's it's more of a dramedy than a straight up comedy. Okay. Yeah, I think people are just expecting more of a comedy than it actually turned out to be, so it gets really heavy mm. because there's a lot of pressure and fear that Harper is experiencing, and I really enjoyed that they really chose to tell it through Abby's perspective, but I think that also put a layer between the viewer and Harper, mm. because Harper's the one who like is going through all this turmoil about coming out, but we see it from Abby's perspective, so we don't always have as much sympathy for her as I think you need to as a viewer, mm-hmm. and I think that's where some of the negative reviews come from, but I... That was really cute. There were parts of it that were really cute. Some made me cry. Oh. Dan Levy is in it, and he's oh. fantastic. Mary Holland, though, is definitely, definitely the standout. And I would love if, <laughs> I would love if her character and Dan Levy's character got a sequel. <laughs> 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 and you'll see why. Okay. Yeah, I had one. That was one that I also wanted to watch before we recorded, and I didn't get a chance to. So yeah, I will check that out. Cool. Yeah, I hope you like it. But you watched a secret movie that you would not tell me about before yes. we started recording. So I don't, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know what it is. Yes. Okay. I watched this last night. I, I was very like, oh, I want to watch one more Christmas movie before we convene today. And I want it to be something that I think I'm going to enjoy, but that I haven't seen before. And I went on Hulu and was like looking through the holiday section. And then I was looking through the holiday horror section and I found, and I've heard of this before and maybe you've heard of this before, but I found the 2017 British musical, (laughs) Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh my gosh, no. You've never heard of this? I've never heard of this. Okay. So this is a (laughs) zombie movie. It is a comedy with some somewhat dramatic elements and it is a musical and it's a high school musical, so it's mm-hmm. it's like you take High School Musical, Glee, and Shaun of the Dead, and and maybe The Walking Dead, and you mash them all up together, <laughs> and you get this great, exciting movie. And most of the actors in it are unknown, so I'm not really going to highlight that. But um, okay. it's directed by John McPhail, based on a short film called Zombie Musical. Okay. Basically, the title girl Anna is getting ready to. It's it's Christmas time. And she's just revealed to her father that she's not going to go to university. She's going to go travel to Australia in a gap year. And her dad is super not cool with it. And meanwhile, she has a friend, John, who has a crush on her. And they're having trouble, like, like she's got a crush on somebody else. And he has a crush on her, but they're just friends. And it's a whole thing. And there's also a character named Steph, who's an American at this, like, prep school that they go to. But her parents have gone to Mexico on holiday 
And she's got a girlfriend, but apparently they're fighting and her girlfriend doesn't want to spend the holiday with her. And so Steph is just kind of stuck and she's not really happy being in the UK. And it's just kind of like she's having an angsty time of it. Mm -hmm. And there's some other like more minor characters, but all this, all the teens and their teachers are all just having kind of an angsty holiday. (laughs) And Anna's big thing is that she just, she wants to get away from, I think it technically takes place in Scotland. She wants to get away from Scotland and go on this great Australian adventure. And so she's a little bit focused very narrowly on that goal and doesn't notice some stuff around her, such as little news reports on the radio saying, there's a pandemic and we don't know what's going on. And she like literally turns the radio back to Christmas music when this is playing. And there's an entire amazing sequence where she's in a good mood on her way to school one day and feeling like, I'm going to like just do what I want. And, and she sings this really powerful song about having a good day. And she's got her like earbuds in and she doesn't notice that behind her, her entire neighborhood is just swarming with zombies and people are (laughs) killing them. And it's a whole thing. And her friend John is in a similar walk to school. does not notice anything. Man, when you have your headphones on, like you can't apparently see that people are just being killed in front of you. But Listen, they're in the zone. They're in the zone. (laughs) They're, They're doing their power ballad. They've got to get through their musical number. But eventually they do realize there are zombies and there's a whole bunch of like very choreographed fighting zombie scenes, some of which take place in a bowling alley. And those are really, really funny and gross (laughs) at the same time. And half the movie, Anna has this like sharpened giant candy cane that she stole from a mall. (laughs) And she's using that to like hit and stab zombies and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that, that it also has heartwarming moments. It also has really sad moments, but it's just like, and it is gruesome. This is rated R, but oh, okay. it is still very like the the points of that it has to do with Christmas. I think are similar to if it bleeds, where there's there's chaos and tragedy happening and all of this. But can we get through it? Can we still have our friendships and and maintain a sense of the holidays and stuff? So I think my main picks and the and the common theme there is. You know, we've got it pretty bad in real life this year, but it's it could be a lot worse. There's no shape-shifting <laughs> creatures and there's no zombies. And we will make it out of this holiday intact and hopefully be, stay healthy and safe all through the season. So, yeah, that's a very good thing to remember. I'm glad we don't have zombies. Yes, I'm very glad we don't have zombies. Also, the soundtrack of this is very cute and it's on Spotify. So, oh, it's if you like musical numbers that are very reminiscent of high school musical i definitely recommend the soundtrack awesome i this sounds really cool yeah it's cute i'm excited to watch that <laughs> i'm glad you kept it a secret from me <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> okay well i love talking about holiday stuff and i'll continue to consume it so if you have anything in the next couple of weeks that you like and you think i will send it my way and i'll do the same great But next week, we're going to take some time off for the holidays, but we will rejoin you in January to talk about all kinds of fun pop culture stuff. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at Carrie Gessner. And you can find me on Twitter at KW Taylor Writer. And you can find us together on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast. If you want to email us, you can do that at PositivelyPopCulture at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy and safe. Have a wonderful holiday season and join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. <laughs>